Well, welcome to what can only be called the show. I'm your host, Liz. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. That was about as long as all the women's matches combined on Raw today. Nice. Dab on the haters. Or... Women, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Happy Raw Day! Wanna talk about something else? Wanna talk about my shirt? I got the Adam Cole Street Fighter shirt! Isn't it cool? Yeah. yeah. I'm in love with it! Very cool. It's cool that the only size they had was a small. I'm a small. To be fair, this is a very long small. Like, it goes over my hips. I am not that short of a person. Instead of talking about Raw today, you want to talk about the season finale of Ted Lasso? No, actually, I want to talk about that less. Oh. I'm mad about that. <sighs> well, oh god. I guess we have to talk about Raw then. Raw! So, Raw was not good. We had, uh... We had the Queen's Crown matches, we had the King of the Ring matches, the Queen's Crown matches never went past three minutes. Um, meanwhile, the men's matches were booked fantastically, for the most part. Jinder shouldn't have won over Kofi, but that's its own thing. Um, um, what else happened today? Two Can They Coexist matches happened. <sighs> And of course, the answer was no, they could not coexist. They couldn't even pretend to coexist. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Gold, uh, Bobby Lashley had a bad promo. Um. Uh. Uh, what was the match where the 24-7 people interrupted? Austin Theory versus Jeff Hardy. Well, that would have been a really Which, good Once match. again, we jobbed Jeff Hardy out. Jobbed Jeff Hardy and ruined a potentially great match. There's only one great match today. The rest were just fine or bad. One of them was a little fun. That was it. Um... Mansoor and Mustafa are broken up. That's I like. I'm mad about that. They are making room for yet another uh, uh, jumbled together tag team, one thrown together tag team. Um, God, this is just not good. 
Not good at all. It was not. It was bad, in fact. One might say it was so bad that it was really bad. I wouldn't say it was really bad. We've gotten really bad Raws before. This one was just not good. <laughs> there have been worse. There have been worse. Like, yeah, there there have definitely been worse. But um, before we get into deep with our our recap, Liz, you want to talk about the news? Ooh, I've got lots of news for you. Let me just quickly. So I'm feeling a little there. sick, by the way. Like my nose is, has been runny. Well, a little bit while we were watching Raw, at least. It stopped since then, but what? Well, somebody is in quarantine the fuck out of this home. What are you talking about? It's not a symptom. You never know. It's rapidly evolving. It's not a symptom. I had a runny nose, but that's because I ate really spicy salsa. See, I didn't. Yeah, I know. Missed out. Um, now my stomach hurts. Anyways, lots of news. Um, mm. I've kind of made this so it's going to be easy to get through. But I can't promise anything. Um, first things first. Julia is going to be returning to stardom. <coughs> um, well, that's good. I don't know why when you cough, my instinct is just to say, bless you. The way I, I inhale before doing it. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because she's been out for a month with a neck injury. Um, but apparently she's been doing a lot of sauna-ing and weight training. So I watched the clip that that resulted in her injury, and it is it is not good, and look, shit looked painful. I did not see it actually. Um, but also, I don't think I want to see it because neck injuries stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Also, uh, speaking of, not really. Well, I guess speaking of injuries, um, Will Ospreay is resurfaced um, and is going to MLW for a little little fun times. Uh, obviously not leaving NJPW, but spreading the cooties, if you will. Stand him. Yeah, I mean, um, regardless of what he's like as a person, he's going to put on some great matches. I know... Um, I Daniel Bryan wants to fight him, or Brian Danielson wants to fight him. Yeah, I knew that. I think a lot of people want to fight him, and I think it's because he's like really big now. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's making that debut next month, and then Cain Velasquez is. Uh, Try that again. Cain Velasquez is re third time's the charm. <laughs> Cain Velasquez. 
Velasquez. Cain <laughs> Velasquez is what? Cain Velasquez is set to return for Triple A's upcoming event. Um, he they shared the announcement after um, at the end of Heroes Immortals. Um, it's not confirmed what the name is and when it's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's set to return for this December, I believe. Hmm. Cool. Um, it should not have taken that much effort. I've, I also have a, a little, little bit of uh, news, too. I don't know if you have it about what's what about? happening internally in WWE. Uh, I don't have it, but this is not yet the moment for it. Okay. Um, I will tell you when it's the moment. Um, let's see. Austin Kong is going to be inducted to the Impact Hall of Fame. They announced that at the um, Knockouts Knockdown uh, tournament or pay-per-view. Um, it's really cool. And it appears that there are some rumors um, that Nick Gage could potentially end up returning to um, AEW. AEW, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, apparently, these rumors have been started by Nick Mondo, um, who said that he thinks that um, because AEW is much more open to doing hardcore stuff, that there's a ch- good chance that Gage will biggest talents there too which doesn't shock me i mean gcw is getting so goddamn massive it makes sense that he would be out there you know like a, a missionary if you will yeah uh oh hey t-rex welcome to the welcome to the stream um i mean i i very much enjoyed nick gage's match against chris jericho it's like that was probably the best match of the whole pillars thing um or the the trials of jericho um, I'm not big on death matches, so I cannot agree with you on that. But well, I I think the way AEW, uh, AEW and Impact do death matches really well. Um, it's not too bad. It's not too bloody. Not too gory. Uh, it's not violence just for the sake of violence. Um, there, there's a nice middle ground they reach, and I think Nick bringing Nick Gage to AEW will. It'll add a lot to that scene because um, there are some really good matchups that could happen, like him versus Lance Archer, um, him versus uh, him versus Sammy Guevara would be pretty cool. Um, mm. Maybe him and Miro. I, I I definitely think that he could add a, a death a hardcore touch to uh, AEW. And I know they won't cross that boundary because they still have to play nice with TNT. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's going to get much easier with TBS. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, they they might even just save it for pay-per-views then in that case. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I have a little spoiler that you might also not want to hear. What is it for? Um, this is for um, the tag match uh, with Lucha Bros and Andrade's. 
I think I've already heard it. Okay. I think. Um. Is it a? Well, it's not straight up revealing them, right? Because I think I heard the same thing. It is straight up revealing them. Oh, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll go like this for the entire time that I'm I talking can, about. I could hear spoiler. you through the wall, so. I'll talk really close to the mic. How's that? Okay. And, and okay. let everyone know with this, too. Okay. When I put my thumb up, I'm done talking about the spoiler, okay? Okay. So if you don't want to hear it, don't, don't listen. Um, however, um, after their match at Heroes Immortal um, against Laredo Kid and El Hio del Vikingo, um, they were confronted by Dragon Lee and Dralistico. So that might be who um, it's going to be because they challenged the, um, the Lucha Bros to a future match. Um, so, who knows? I see. And we're good. Did you hear that? No. Um, is it, was it a rumor? Or is it, like, confirmed, confirmed? Just for the sake of something, everyone who listened. It is something that happened at the AAA event. Oh, okay, okay. So, it's recent. I, I... I didn't hear what you said, so I'm going to hope and pray that the that the two people that Andrade brings out are Dragon Lee and Bandito. I I can almost guarantee they won't be, but that's who I'm holding out hope for. Um. Also, Ring of Honor have announced another pay per view. Um. Apparently, I, I know that Ring of Honor said that they didn't have anything scheduled for fans for the rest of the year, but that seems to be a lie. I think. I'm assuming because Final Battle is going to be taking place on December 11th, um, which is a Saturday, uh, from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena in Baltimore. Um, I. I don't know if they're selling tickets. Um, but they are selling tickets. So I guess they are going to have fans uh, once again this year, which is awesome because we thought that they weren't going to. Yeah. Um, I think Final Battle is one of their big ones. Yes, it is. Um, okay, so I'm just trying to like keep up with like what's WWE and what's not. The last non-WWE piece of news at this point is that uh, Bobby Fish apparently wanted to be a player coach um, prior to his NXT release, uh, and that was turned down. He was talking to Chris Van Vliet when he told that story, um, and I guess he kind of wanted to go down the Fit Finley route, mm-hmm. and he was not allowed to, which I think is just so stupid because... Bobby Fish seems like he'd be a really good teacher. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's only getting older, so he's already at, like, an age where he should start slowing down. Not necessarily, because, as I just learned, NJPW has a swath of 
men that are older than Bobby Fish. I think that's because right. NJPW, um, they go a bit slower and more delicate when it comes to their style. As long as Bobby just makes sure he doesn't call his spots as loudly as he was doing in NXT, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and, and when I say slow and delicate, I'm not saying everything's slow and delicate, obviously. No. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It depends. It's, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me get some WWE stuff out of the way, and then we'll talk about your piece of news, because that seems a little bit bigger. Okay. Did you say it is? So Stephanie McMahon has been inducted into the International Sports Hall of Fame. Um, I wanted to do that at the same time as the Awesome Kong news, but it doesn't work out like that. Um, so that's good for her. Uh, uh, there's also news that the WWE, which has effectively split, I think, five or six tag teams recently. Um had the intention to split AJ and Omos before the draft, or I think during the draft. Um, but apparently people of power basically came down and said no. Because well, they don't think Omos is ready to be a singles guy. Bless those people wider. of power, because I agree. I don't think he can cut a promo well. Um... I mean, I watched him in, um, it was an up, up, down, down video that he was in where he was like, like he, he's good with words, but yeah, I don't, I don't think when it comes to like promo ability, he's quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, talking to your friends versus talking to a camera is very different. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and as we saw from today's match, um, AJ is still like teaching him or still developing with him. Yeah. Um, I just think that's interesting, especially the way that they said people of power. Yeah. Because it very much sounded like the hand of God came down and was like, no. Was it the same hand of God that that, uh, destroyed the turnbuckles? Maybe. Um... All right, this is my last piece of news. Um, WWE's referee, Sean Bennett, who refed several matches tonight, um, announced that he's gay. Because it's National Coming Out Day. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. And I'm excited for him. I love learning about the referees. <laughs> um, so congratulations to him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, T-Rex mentioned you should give him a mouthpiece or a manager if they do have him go solo. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, they could do that. I think that'd be a great idea. The only, the only thing is, I don't think he is very, like, he can't really vary it up in the ring very much. Like, even his wrestling <laughs> isn't very uh, developed. The thing is, as we've seen so far, he doesn't have to do that much in the ring. Yeah. Um, his matches are never that long. Right now. And right now. Um, and on top of that, it's just he's like, who can honestly challenge him at this point? Right. Until we get the RKO that, that knocks him down. 
which is 100% how this is going to go. Yeah. Um, what I think they should do is have him as the heater in a trio. You know, reform Bauer Club, he's the heater, and you got Finn and AJ to carry the weight. And Omos is, awesome. is there. At, he doesn't come out as often as he would with just AJ. So, you can use him sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, you can go ahead. my piece of news is, uh, according to Fightful, there is significant frustration among WWE wrestlers and staff about the booking of the women's division and Queen's Crown tournament. Um, Why? And Fightful also adds that Liv Morgan was originally scheduled to go over uh, over Carmella, but plans were changed at the last minute and that the booking and treatment of the women's division is what the women feared would happen within the division when the talent relations turnover happened, when Johnny Ace got rehired and Carano got fired. Um, it's almost like everyone fucking hates... Johnny Ace, because a lot of people came out against Ace. Like, I feel like if that happens, maybe something should be done. Yeah, I... I I can say it until I'm blue in the fucking face, and I'll probably say it 15 more times tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So many people have been complaining about this. And they continue to do it. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? I mean, we had a match tonight that, like... Even the women's match tonight, the, the, the Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bianca match. That was a, that was a joke. Yeah. I, like... I'm not saying that, like, oh, it's okay to, like, shit on Shayna, but, like, the four horsewomen and Bianca don't do that. But it's, like... Unless you are one of the four horsewomen or Bianca, you don't get a match that lasts longer than five minutes. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, too, maybe. Um... Yeah. Even that one, I don't know. And yeah, it, it's back and forth now with her. Um, I mean, at this point, Rhea has to deal with somebody that she visibly hates. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just supposed to accept it like it's normal. Yeah. Anyways. Um, that's all the news I have. Um, I saw that Sean Rassap said that he's got, he had some news about SmackDown. And people weren't going to be happy about it. Or he said that it was going to make some people upset. And I don't know if that was it or not. Is it that they're planning to split up the bloodline? Oh, um... I'm just guessing. Oh, I, well, I don't know what the news was. I could not tell you. I knew what it was. I wouldn't have brought it up. Well, I would have brought it up, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I saw somebody comment that we're going to be getting two uh, two women's revolutions in the span of six years. 
Wouldn't you call this a women's de-evolution? They're gonna call it women's revolution too. But it's gonna be women's revolution, but the R in revolution is a two. Is that like genuine news? No. Oh. You said it so seriously, I was like... Um... um. Also, so, today is Taz's birthday. Oh, good for him. He wanted everyone to know that the picture that they used for his AEW happy birthday post, he has lost 10 to 12 pounds since then. Good for him. <laughs> he retweeted and made a very specific note. <laughs> um, so, we spoke about this briefly. We, do you want to try out um, going over the matches differently, or do you I mean, we're just going to focus more on conversations rather than summary, or rather than the details with the matches and promos, um, which I th we'll, we'll test it out for, you know, maybe a couple, see how we flow. I'm nervous about this because I don't know if I'm going to be... Just gonna talk do to well. me. It's all you... Just talk to me. <laughs> That's just all talk you gotta to do. You? Yes. That's all you gotta do is just talk to me. Okay. You know, you should be talking about this before the podcast started. Um I like to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we started off with Drew McIntyre coming out. Uh God. I don't want to read everything he said verbatim, but basically he he kind of sums up what's happening in today's episode, which they've been doing a lot. Not a lot, but like in the past week or so, they've been having the first person come out and basically detail everything that's happening in the episode. But somebody did it on SmackDown, too. I, I, I think Becky did it. I think. I'm not sure, but I know what you're talking about. Let me see. Um, buh, 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 buh. So... Okay, so SmackDown, no, it wasn't, wasn't on SmackDown. Maybe it was just the last Raw that this happened, because SmackDown started with the contract signing. Yeah, no, it was the last Raw. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, okay. to find where it was specifically but i don't want to spend too much time doing this that's fair all right so yeah drew comes out some he sums up what's happening on raw on raw today i almost forgot what show this was um he says this is his last opportunity before he goes to smackdown and he starts to tell a story and then biggie comes out um he he uh they go back and forth, yelling about having the match, who's going to win the match, etc., etc. Um, they have like this mutual respect thing going on, and Drew wants Drew mentions that he didn't have his moment in front of the crowd like Biggie did, and and Biggie is just like, yeah, it felt amazing, but I'm still going to be the champion. 
Then the Usos come out, make their appearance on Raw. Um, they're kind of messing with Drew and Big E, and they're saying that uh, they're they're here to kind of scout Drew and Big E for Roman because whoever wins a crown jewel is gonna have to face Roman at Survivor Series. Uh, and then we get a match between the Usos and Drew and Big E tonight. And now we go to uh, the we go to Gorilla before Xavier Woods versus Ricochet, where we have the New Day and Kevin Patrick is gonna is asking them um, how do they feel about or what would happen if the two have to face each other and they just laugh and walk out. Then we get Xavier Woods versus Ricochet, the only great match of this whole episode. Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of upset because I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. Um, but I heard that Ricochet <laughs> looked amazing. <laughs> I was so busy taking my notes that I actually did not see that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was... It was pretty incredible. I, I, if this is the ricochet we're getting going forward, I mean, I feel like this is always the ricochet that we've been getting. They've just been putting him in better spots, looking him just a little better. I guess if he's got better chemistry with Xavier, that makes sense. Yeah, I know him and Ricochet are friends, but there were a lot of like moments of like counters back and forth in the match. I mean, they. The beginning of this match, they straight up were just exchanging wrist locks, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, Ricochet would get one, Xavier would kind of bounce out of it, he would get one on Ricochet, and it just kind of went back and forth. And that's when I was kind of like, are we doing this all match? Yeah. But th- this is exactly what I've been saying with what WWE needs to be doing, is bookend your shows. Start with a a great match that doesn't have too much consequence and end with another great match that is your highest consequence match. It doesn't have to be your greatest match, just has to be the highest consequence one. And albeit today there wasn't really wasn't really any consequence to any of the matches. Um but maybe that's for the best. I mean, I think that this had a consequence. It was you don't I, I mean to- more so like a title match. Because okay. with with four King of the Ring Queen's Crown matches happening, you, you gotta. It, it will be tough to prioritize one over the over another. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't think that Woods was gonna win this one. Actually, I I did like going into it. I was like, yeah, of course. But then we like went into it, and I was like, you didn't think Xavier was gonna win. Well, I'm just what I'm saying more so is that Ricochet looked so good that it was kind of a question. He's probably doing he's probably pulling a Drew. Show show off your stuff before I win. Yeah. Um, um hmm. I forgot what I was gonna say, so you go ahead. Um Yeah, no, Ricochet um ended up eating the fucking top rope, basically. What was um, what was the finish of the match? Maybe we could just say that for all the matches. The finish. Well, yeah, but I mean, I wanted to touch on like some things that happened oh. in it. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
because Woods got a really sick set of offense where it was like he basically took Ricochet, threw him onto the top of the rope, stomped him on the back, and then came back from the other um, turnbuckle with a leg drop. Mm, yeah. And that's kind of when it started turning. Yeah. Um, Woods is too fucking good. He's too good for being like booked in the way that he is. Because he was either the like the mouthpiece of the New Day, kind of. Like the shit stirrer. Or he was uh, like underbooked in tag team division. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, the, I mean, at this point, the New Day is basically carrying um, Raw. Mm-hmm. Because the Hurt Business doesn't quite exist. I, well, no, it, it does. I think MVP just wasn't here today. But what I'm saying is we haven't gotten Bobby, Cedric, and Shelton in the same room. Yeah, we did. We, we, we got that last week. When they came out. And we got them reunited in the ring. Yeah, that was last week. I'm just saying we haven't gotten any promos with them in the same room. How's that? Like, backstage promos. How's that? Yeah. Maybe it was two weeks ago. It was one or two weeks ago. Um. Um. <laughs> why? Why do we keep doing this? Um. But basically, so the finisher was um just a, a drop elbow. That was it. Um. It was. It, he uh, Ricochet sent Xavier ringside. He dove out onto him twice, and then the third time, Xavier sidestepped him, threw him back in the ring, and then just plunked down onto him. Real oh. shame we're not getting Woods versus Kofi. They could have done something interesting for once. They probably could have given us a banger of a match. Especially if it ended with, like, a handshake. We rarely get handshake matches anymore. It would be a hug. And you know for a fact, Crown Jewel between Wood, or between Biggie and Drew, that's going to be, like, a handshake thing. After today, I don't know about that one. It'll be fine. They're just big, beefy men. Slapping meat? meat, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I think this was a pretty decent match. Um, a, a really decent match um, in comparison to literally the rest of the schlock that they gave us today. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, so then we had Randy and Riddle backstage. Uh, Riddle says, hey, Randy, I've got some new moves. Um, and uh, then he said that he challenged Omos to a one-on-one match. He's like... So what's the plan, dude? Randy's like, there is no plan. You're on your own on this one. Um, it was a one-time thing last week. And uh, Riddle says something about snakeskin speedos. He says something about how they're both getting matching snakeskin speedos, and Randy looks like he's going to strangle. Yeah. Um, so then we get Mustafa Ali and Mansoor versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, a.k.a. The Hurt Business. The match was too short. This was way too short for all the talent in it. 
They're jobbing out Mustafa and Mansoor now, just for that crown jewel match. First of all, Mustafa versus Cedric. Incredible. Incredible edible eggs. But... I forgot they were friends. Yeah, I know. It seems like that was, like, last century. Yeah. Shelton is an incredible wrestler, a veteran. Mansoor is just this shiny little object that... Mansoor was, was put over as undefeated for 50 matches. You have a lineup of incredible wrestlers. And you gave them... Two minutes? Is two minutes the right number? I think to, I wouldn't. Maybe less than two minutes? It may have been a little more than two minutes, I think. Um, it was... It was not good. It was fragmented. It was very jumpy. Maybe part of that was due to, like, camera work, but this match, I... Wait, you mean the the amazing Kevin Dunn camera work that we get every single week? Yeah, this week it just wasn't going well for me. Uh, Just this week, though. Never the other weeks. Well, that's your fault. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll remember that next time. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, nobody shined, nobody looked good, and basically, we got a nice finish in the Michinoku driver to Mustafa, but outside of that... We got, um, nothing. We got pain. Yeah. It's really what we got at the end of the day here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last week was like the same thing. Could have had, uh, um, Angel and Umberto versus Mansoor and Mustafa in a really great match. But no, it was still, uh, very short. It's, and I, I just, I know Sean Ross Sapp said this, but it's a three hour show. What are, like, why are we acting like we, like, I understand wanting to showcase all of your talent, but, and I, I was thinking about this recently, and I'm going to feel bad saying this because it's the same old AWWWE thing, but you know how we, people always talk about AW's got a lot of factions. That's why they've got they've got a smaller roster than the WWE than the WWE. Um a solid, I think, fifteen, twenty some odd people, if not more. Um But because there's always these factions, people come out with their other people. Like I don't remember the last time I saw Chuck Taylor in a match. But I remember the last time I saw Chuck Taylor. Get a elevation match today. Okay, well, I didn't watch elevation. Uh, um, but yeah, like having factions gets wrestlers doing something when they otherwise wouldn't be. Like TH2 wouldn't be doing shit if it wasn't for them being in HFO. Uh, the Bunny and the Blade and the Butcher wouldn't be doing shit if it wasn't for them being in HFO. 
Will or Yuta wouldn't be doing shit if it wasn't for Bunny Bunny would be, I think. That's beside the point. Possibly. Um, but, like, it, it just gets people doing it. It alternates matches, varies things up. Like, there's no... I don't know. I don't know. I think with with the amount of talent the WWE has, they could pull off some great factions. Bring back Bauer Club. Have Bauer, AJ, and Omos. Hurt Business you already got. The Bloodline you already got. The New Day is their own thing. Well. Um, bringing Naomi into the Bloodline. Um, maybe at a... And you got Hit Row coming up. Hit Row... Legato. Um, it's it, it, it's just the easier way to get people screen time without needing them to wrestle. Yeah. And then it still feels like, oh, we've had this varied experience, but we haven't really. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least it saves us from having two-minute matches. Yeah. Like, bring back the authority. I mean, we can't bring back Wyatt family. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like they're they're not doing a good job showing good relationships with people. They're showing a lot of bad relationships, like feuds and anger and aggression and all that. They're doing a fine job showing that. Show people bonding. Show people being friends. Xavier Woods talks about this all the time on Up, Up, Down, Down. Friendship makes good wrestling. That's why the New Day have been so successful, because they're all friends, and they show that bond with each other over and over. It's why today, up until the very end, Drew and Big E were fun to watch. It's because they had good chemistry, they were getting along, they were friends, they respected each other, and then things fell apart and turned to shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Again, you know what this comes down to? Hmm. Storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. All comes down to storytelling, and that's what they're not doing anymore. They should turn. stories. They should turn Alpha Academy into an actual faction. Gable, Otis, Gable Stevenson, uh, Bianca Belair. And and maybe one more, but that that could be a good faction you have right there. All like very athletic, you know, o- Olympic athletes. And Otis. Is he not? Oh wait, maybe he was. I don't. Was he a, a, a maybe like a weightlifter or something? Powerlifter. Okay, so I don't want to look up the elevator company. No, don't do that. I don't think they've ever been in the Olympics. Well, maybe. Maybe as a sponsor. He was a prospect for the 2018 Olympic Games team, but was not chosen. There you go. Have, have your Olympic athletes in one faction. Alpha Academy. Or maybe Alpha Athletes. Boom. Yeah. Did you a favor, WWE? Job done. Although hire us. I'm a fan, so they won't hire me. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. I had to explain that to a person who does not watch WWE, and she was like, that makes no sense. And I was like, yeah. I know. All right, so then we go right into the uh, first Queen's Crown match of the of the night. Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. Ooh. Yee. This was an experience, huh? I thought Shayna had two cool moments. I guess one of them also involves Dana. Okay, so... What was it when she? It it was um, the the moment when Shayna was like she does this like a little bit when she like tries to scramble and like grab a hold of the other person and then just ends up kneeing them in the face. She does such a good job with that, like like her frustration in trying to grab a hold of somebody that she just knocks him out instead. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was it was literally just the cover. The way she brought Dana's leg all the way up to her face. Yeah. That was a bit bonkers. Yeah. Um, Those two moments are the only reason I didn't give this like a, a 2 or a 1 out of 10. I'm a little mad that we didn't get a real Kirifu to clutch to finish, though. I, I, it's just a pump knee. Yeah, but you don't, you don't need your finish in every match. Yeah, but the, the Kirifu would have like established her in the sense of like I feel that would have made her look so dominant over everybody else in this tournament but another way to look at it is your finisher is what you resort to if you don't think you can win it otherwise I think her not using it puts her over even more because she didn't need to use it okay I think that's a fair assessment really puts down Um, Dana but you know WWE doesn't care. Johnny Ace doesn't care. Yeah, I I mean... Dana's just... She must have a contract that goes on and on and on. Like, like if I were her, I would not stick around. Not in a million years. And you would think that they would like her to feature more because she's a very Divas era. Yeah, seems like what they're looking for right now. Yeah, I don't get that. But, I mean, if she's still making, if she's still getting paid, then then why would she want to leave? We're well, not making that pay-per-view money, that's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um. Alright, so then we had a promo from Charlotte Flair. We we got one promo from all of the women in the in the tag match later. They're all pretty generic, it's just... Charlotte going one on one, one by one with all of everyone in the match. I don't know why does Charlotte Flair have a stake in this feud? Why does she care? She's not in the triple threat of Crown Jewel. Like I mean, I get it a little bit. Like if either Bianca or Becky win, then the that title's on her brand. But why? I. Why? I mean... I think the thing that kind of makes me feel a little crazy is just that... Why don't Becky and Charlotte just switch titles? It's it's the same level of superiority. I don't, I don't like that so much because it's just like... 
don't know. I didn't like when the Us when the not the Usos, the New Day and Street Profits did it. Maybe have a match or something. I don't know. I mean like maybe have like a match to like symbolize something, but one way or the other, what does it matter? Yeah. The titles are the same type. It's literally a photocopy, except one has different colors on it. But I, I do like the storyline that it's like, I could be a double champion. Like, that's kind of what they're pushing with Becky and um, and Charlotte. I don't know if Sasha and Bianca have been saying it, but... But you won't be a double champion. Because you're just fighting two girls... For your belt. You're not fighting Charlotte for her belt. No, but but the thing is, like... Um, I guess... If... The only way Charlotte would be a double champion is if Sasha had... won the title. Right. Or if she had any pull in the actual match. And it makes no sense for her to make these comments now because that's... That's a hypothesis based on a hypothesis. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I. This, this shit's making me like a little crazy. You know why they're doing it. The, the only reason they're doing it is because it's making the money. The draw. Yep. Yep. I'm tired. I'm so tired. All right. So then uh, we get Riddle versus Omos. All right, so let me tell you why this match fucking sucked. If not thinking about comparisons at all, I liked this. Right. For what it's worth, it was a decent match for its purposes. Right. However, this match, which was easily a squash, I mean, you you had to know straight from the get-go, at the moment that bell rang, Omos was going to flan Riddle, and he was going to finish standing on him. So why did this match somehow last longer? Well, it lasted longer because they fit in the story beats. They fit in the story yeah. beats of, of AJ having Omos show off. Like it's it's here's, here's why it's a slap in the face, okay? Because it was a squash match that lasted less time than actual matches. That were not supposed to be squash matches. Yeah, and and they should be. Uh, they should be. It, I mean, it just shows that they should be giving the women more stories, more more storylines, more story moments with matches. Like, you could have had Shayna and Dana last longer, if Shayna spent a lot of time just trying to brutalize Dana instead of trying to go for the pin. My favorite part, by the way, um, at the end of the Shayna Dana match, was. Dana, I don't know what Shayna did to Dana, but Dana was like leaving the ring, just like shouting back at Shayna, that was uncalled for. And I was like, you're in a fucking wrestling match. What do you fucking mean? What? <sighs> <sighs> and yet she says nothing when Goldberg says he's a license to kill. Yeah, honestly. Dana, if you're going to stand up for something, stand up for that. Yeah. But um, I, I actually liked what they did with Riddle and Omas here because not only did it put Omas over 
a a talent that it seemed like WWE loves. Um, but also, it it developed AJ's connection to Omas more. It also like almost doesn't kick very much, which is a big thing, and having him kick in this was a a big step. Um. Yeah. And it it just did a lot for their characters. It wasn't necessary either, but it just added a lot more. Um I I, I understand what you're saying. I do. I, and I I do think for its purposes this was a good match. Yeah. 100%. Um I don't think it was good. I thought it was fine. It did what it needed to do. That's but that's what I'm saying. For its purposes. In terms of what it needed to do, it did it. Great job. Move on. I, I just think that because of the other stuff that's happening, it made me hate this match. Just like out of like spite. Yeah. Yeah, because it's all part of one continuous episode. Everything needs and to complement everything else. Outside of the Sasha, Bianca, Becky thing. Plus, uh, Charlotte, I guess, whatever. What storylines are there for the women right now? Uh, uh, this is a genuine question. I, Shayna being dominant, um, Rhea and Nikki not liking each other, or Rhea not liking Nikki, um, recounting SmackDown too. Yeah, I said women. Then none. So, okay. Realistically, the only two that we have on paper, if you really think about it, is the belts feud and the most beautiful woman in the world feud. Yeah. And and uh, Carmella's mask. Well, that's what I mean. That's, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. While... But then we've got the bloodline, we've got... You don't need to list all of the men's, uh, men's stories. Like This makes me want to fucking bash my head to a wall. It just shows how, how crucial Alexa Bliss was to all this. Because once she left, everything kind of fell, fell apart. Is she the Avatar? No, Eva Marie is. When the world needed her most, she, she vanished. Ah! I feel like I'm going crazy, honestly. I, I mean, feel like a three a a bad three hour long show will do that to you. That's like if Lawrence of Arabia was th- was uh, three hours and it was bad, and you had to watch it every week. Imagine watching Lawrence of Arabia every week. I've never watched it once, Imagine but I've watched The Godfather you. every week. That would get old really fast. Now imagine it was bad. Ugh. Imagine you watch The Godfather 3 every week. Oh, you know what I can imagine? That silly Agatha Christie movie that had a bunch of famous people in it on the train. There was a murder. Murder on the Orient Express? Yes, that one. I was really excited to see it. I fell asleep at the theater because it was so bad. 
Oh, I if I had to watch that... Sorry, buddy. I personally did not like it. However... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> I didn't realize that hurt your feelings. <laughs> it's fine. But that's... I feel like that's what it would be like for me. Mm-hmm. Um... So anyway, continuing with the recap, we then have a promo with Drew and Biggie. Why do we? Why did we get so many promos between these guys? Why? We didn't need so many. This one was cute. Uh, this is short, so I'll just I'll read it verbatim. Uh, Drew asks Biggie, "What the hell was that?" Biggie says, "We're gonna beat the brakes off each other at Crown Jewel, but if we don't figure this out tonight, we'll be in trouble." So for one night, let's let bygones be bygones. Drew says, I guess the head of the table is a, is a little scared of us. Plus, it'll be a hell of a victory. And then Bobby um, Lashley comes... Oh, do you have something to say? You missed the part where he said that um, the Usos don't wipe their asses unless they're given the okay by Roman. I, I thought it was I very important. did miss writing that down. Um, but next up, we have... Bad promo from Bobby Lashley coming out by himself without MVP. Basically, he's like, it's so dumb. He's talking about Goldberg and saying that the, his behavior isn't befitting of a Hall of Famer, how he dresses. He chose a no holds barred because he's tired of listening to him. That doesn't make sense to me at all either. Like, why would you, why would you give this man who wants to murder you? A, a no-holds-barred match where he can do anything he wants. Why would you do that? Um, they're going to end Goldberg's career. And, uh, yeah, it's just that Goldberg can't beat him, so therefore Goldberg will beat him. Then we get a promo from Sasha Banks. It's her turn to say something. This is even less than what Charlotte said. Um, and then we get Jeff Hardy versus Austin Theory. I'm not. I guess they're pushing Theory. I I guess. I mean, Karrion Cross also beat Jeff Hardy, and where the fuck was he today? He's stuck in a closet now. He's he's stuck where uh, Alistair was. Like I, I thought Hardy was gonna get the was gonna get the win. You landed the twist of fate. Um uh, and and Theory buried it. Which is really just a metaphor for the WWE as a whole, honestly, at this point. <laughs> what is with Theory's new like selfie thing? Um, I think his thing is like he's the cool like jock dude now. It's dumb. Like if you took his character in NXT and gave him a brain, uh, like it's like they self. they can't translate gimmicks from NXT well at all. They couldn't do it with Riddle. Couldn't do it with Austin Theory. Um, who else couldn't they do it with? Um. Uh, Ray Ripley. Um, 
well, it's, well, it's got called up. Keith, I guess. Keith didn't really have a over-the-top gimmick. Uh, Viking Raiders. Um, uh, that's who I can think of off the top of my head, but still. Yeah, I mean... And then the 24-7 shit happened. I was like, fuck, why can't we just get yeah. a good match? So, I mean, for those who didn't watch it, what happened basically is Theory had... He just was kind of grinding on Jeff for a little bit. Um, and the 24-7 guys came through. And Theory was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, yeah, you know what, Austin? For once, I agree with you. What the fuck is this? You could have I can't had... wait for... I can't hmm. wait for Gulak. <gasps> what? Wasn't Drake Maverick drafted to SmackDown? No. No? Okay. I, I really, I forgot for a second. I was like, did they draft people in the 24-7 thing to SmackDown? Reg, Reggie's still on Raw. Okay, okay. Um, I can't wait for Gulak to go back to SmackDown. I, I hope he does something. I'm praying. Yeah. Um, well, like, you, this could have been a great match. This could have been, this really could have been Jeff's trying to rediscover himself. Theory's a great wrestler. Just let the match happen. Oh my! Or save I, it for next week. Also, can I just like say something here? Yeah. I don't know if this is like a financial decision or a something decision. It's a weird choice to use your stars as jobbers. And I'm just thinking about this now. It's a very weird choice to do that because you really should, as a, as, as a company, want everybody that you have in your company to look pretty goddamn fierce. It was. It was. So why would you just use some local fucking talent to be jobbers for the day? Uh, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. It, it that takes effort. It was. As Tony Schiavone said on Saturday... Booking 101's right next door. <laughs> we went to Comic-Con for the AEW panel. And Tony Sh- and when they were asked, audience was asking questions and Tony Schiavone told the guy who was like trying to like ask something about somebody debuting or some shit. And he just told him, Booking 101's next door. <laughs> I like that he kept yelling at people and he was like, sorry, it's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Never forget when uh, they were asked who would they who they would team with. Adam Cole said CM Punk, and then everyone started saying CM Punk, and then Thunder Rosa even said CM Punk. <laughs> um, the the guy who tried to do the obnoxious thing of being like, "Aren't you dead?" Um, that clip made it to Tumblr, and oh, of course it did. Um. Out of context, it's kind of funny. Um, also because, and I didn't notice this, as Adam Cole's like finishing answering it, you just see in the video Orange Cassidy's finger coming out of nowhere and poking him, and Cole oh, just I, goes, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> the the uh, worst part about that was, wasn't he was like, he was like, but you drank a monster. Like, oh, just ask if he's dead. Don't ruin the bit. Don't ruin it. Yeah, like, do you think Cole's gonna suddenly, you know, 
move up a storyline because you, some random schmuck in the crowd, <laughs> brought it up. Brandon Cutler's not in the crowd with his camera catching all yeah. of this. Oh, God. Sometimes the fans bug me. But, uh... Yeah, I get that. Anyway, the match, the match sucked. Theory was gonna be good. I mean, I, 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 I can see he very much seems like a Vince guy. Like, if he was in NXT, he would be killing it right now. If he was in 2.0. Um... But, uh, yeah, I mean, not much to say about this. Yeah, um, I mean, Hardy basically swantoned directly onto the mat, and that rolled up. That's how it ended. Um, Theory didn't even get, like, any cool offense in, which, as much as I don't like him, it's really good in the ring. He's, and you would think against Jeff Hardy, he would be able to show some of that. It's a really stupid thing to not utilize the talent that he has, uh, especially for the live crowd. Like it's one thing to disappoint your TV crowd, but also disappointing your your in person crowd who paid so much money to be there, and you're giving them two minute long matches. Hi. Um, anyway, oh god. Anyway, my elbow slipped off the armrest. So then we get a promo from Bianca. She's basically saying the same thing. She's saying that Charlotte, uh, she says being ruthless is what it takes. Uh, that means cheating. Yeah, she doesn't cheat. Um, she, yeah, it's, it's just lame stuff that all these four women are going over. There was some irony to Charlotte suggesting that she take the two women's titles and make them into one. I was like, they might be okay with that, Char. Honestly. I mean, they should unify all the titles. Unify the one the, big one? Well, no, I'm, I mean, unify the women's titles, unify the men's titles, unify the tag titles. Less titles. They're not going to do that unless the brand split ends. Or make one big title. One big title. Also, did you did you know that all of Impact's titles are genderless, or or intergender? It doesn't shock me because I mean we've seen um, mixed matches before. I think um, and more regularly than I would have ever expected. There's there's some kind of like battle royal happening. Call your shot, some something or other, um, which is like Royal Rumble style, except for the last. Two has to be one with pinfall or submission, and it's like entirely intergender uh, battle royal, and you you can call any title you want. Am yeah. All right. Impact is just something else. I want to see Jordan Grace challenge fucking Josh Alexander, Christian Cage, whoever wins that. Um, yeah. Alright, so then we get, before Jinder vs. Kofi, we get the New Day and Gorilla. Kevin asks the same question, they both leave. Then we get Jinder vs. Kofi, King of the Ring. This was disappointing. 
Oh man, a Shavitz. Yeah. Um, we don't have to talk about it for very long, since I don't think WWE wants to either. Yeah, I, so... Um... Nobody looked that good today in this. Yeah. I thought it would be very difficult, because it's Kofi and Jinder. And they're two strong wrestlers. Jinder not as much as Kofi, but yeah. Reach his own. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kofi, so uh, the thing I had a question about was when Kofi went for the Trouble in Paradise but ended up falling on his head. SOS. Alright, yeah. I mean, I, Co, uh, Co, Ori to make up for it by saying gender use some kind of DDT. But I think Kofi just botched that uh trouble impaired or SOS. Now you got me doing it. Yeah, I don't it, oh boy. You know, I this mm, mm. We we again we don't have to go through this match very long. Yeah. Um Basically, the beginning and the end of it. Not really. The um, ending of it was just. Kofi was setting up for uh, his finish. Um, Shanky interfered. Xavier took him down. Veer took Xavier down. Kofi got rolled up, broke free of it, and went off the ropes right into Jinder's arms and then was slapped into the mat with the claws. Um, which was disappointing. Could have gotten hell. Could have gotten Kofi and Xavier, but no, 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 no. I think what's the positive here is that I think this guarantees Xavier is going to the finals because Xavier is going to come through on gender like you hurt my boy. Now it's time or, to pay. Or or gender's going to win because they want a heel to face Finn. Yeah. Because Sammy's not winning because he can't go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Shit, I didn't even think about that. Why can't we just have Beast versus a Beast? Oh, Liz. Oh, Liz. Is that true versus Big E? And Drew doesn't turn heel. Oh, Liz. There's still one more raw. Anything can happen. This sucks, man. Drew can come out next week with a gun. That's Goldberg. Goldberg has a license to kill. You're right, you're right. Drew's got his sword. There you go, yeah. He wanted to use it on somebody. Yeah. Alright, so then we have a promo from Becky Lynch. She basically talks about the same thing. Um, then we get Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair versus Becky Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair ooh mama this was a howler of a match by that I mean it was not good um so not to fall back into old habits here but 
where we start is Becky versus Sasha, except Bianca pulls her back, and then it's Bianca versus Becky, but then Sasha comes back and is like, no. And then Bianca shoves Sasha into the corner, and Becky shoves Bianca into the corner, and then it just, it's a fucking brawl. It's horrible. There's three referees, and none of them can get control of the situation. It doesn't stop until Adam Pierce and Sonya come out, and they're like, Ladies? Like, what the fuck did you think you were doing when you booked this match? Just book a fatal four-way. Have Charlotte be the deciding factor, because she's not in the triple threat of Crown Jewel. Either she pins someone, or she gets pinned. It would be best if she pinned someone because she's the champion, champion of that brand. But like, stop with the can they coexist matches? It's so lame. Ugh. It's especially when like the answer is no, they can't. It's always it is literally always no, they cannot coexist. The only time that I've seen a, in recent times a can they coexist match that worked out was Drew and our truth What about uh, Nikki and Rhea? Ended up as a tag team, so it doesn't count. In my head. I think it still counts. Um, yeah, it ends in DQ, so... Since when was attacking your own teammate a DQ? Maybe, like, the ref was like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Like, I'm... Um, and it wasn't the worst match in the world before that. No, it was all the ladies looked really good. Um, I liked Charlotte being being a bitch, just being an asshole to Becky. Um, at one point, Charlotte. At one point, Charlotte um decided that she wanted in. So she stood up on the ropes and just swatted at Becky incessantly. Until Becky turned around and was like, fuck. You, you can tell Charlotte is there for the crowd. She's not there for the cameras. Because the volume she speaks at, it's so that the people in the crowd can hear her. It's not so that mm. the cameras can hear her. She wants to be heard by the crowd. And, and that's why she stands out above a lot of other women wrestlers and wrestlers in general. Yeah. Um, basically, after... Also, Bianca was a shit disturber in this fucking match. Like, more so than I would have ever have expected. Because Bianca's whole thing has just been like, I'm focused on the match, I'm focused on what I'm doing, you better be focused on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, out of goddamn nowhere, Bianca jumps into the ring, takes Sasha down, and then basically hits her with a glam slam into the buckles, and that's what DQs the match. Yeah. It's like... What? It's not even... That's not who she is. I think even Bianca understood there were no consequences to this match. Yeah, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, <sighs> let's move on from that. We had a promo from the Usos. 
they're on the phone with Roman, and they're just saying that Biggie and Drew will be at each other's necks by the end of tonight. And then we got Dewdrop versus Natalia, and we made bets on this. We made bets on how long this would be. You said yes. two minutes, twenty seconds exactly. I said four minutes. I had a little faith in in Natalia. I, in theory, was the closest. Um, two minutes fifty nine. Not. Not a bet I really wanted to win. Um, and Natty was weird in this one. Natty was a little strange today. She um, slapped Dewdrop's ass. Yeah, so first, first of all, she slapped her across the face, like, hard. Like, under the guise of, like, my family paid for, the, like, to have this ring or, like, some shit like that. And it's like... Somebody probably told her you're not acting heel enough. So heal it up more. And she, like, clearly did not know what the fuck she was going to go out there and do. Yeah. Um, but at one point she got an abdominal stretch on Piper and like she, she slapped her, like, side at one point and then turned and straight up slapped her ass. I was like, HR, I've got a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, Piper ends up rolling up Natalia when she's trying to get a sharpshooter, and that's how she wins. Roll up. Yep. You're so. Yep. Yep. Um, and as thanks to Denise Salcedo, because she had the times for all the other matches, we realized that the four first round Queen's Crown tournament matches, um, they lasted less time than Finn versus Cesaro lasted. It was 8 minutes and 7 seconds to Cesaro and Finn's 11 minutes and 25 seconds. Yep. Alright. Well then, we had, after that, a very weird promo. John Morrison, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Ash are backstage. Morrison's, like, meditating. He says, I'm tapping into my, my chi so I can share my thoughts with the world. What? And that then, was um. N Nikki Ash did what I hate about her character, is she just said, "Well, everyone should follow their dreams." It's like Nikki. Not every sentence you say has to be inspirational to the kids. Also, did you see the picture that she posted? No. She posted a picture of her. In, it was like a, a like a company photo. Like, white background, all that shit. Of her in, like, a power suit, basically. Power suit? Yeah, a, 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 like, a, a blazer and slacks. Matching blazer and slacks. Okay. Oh. Did she have glasses on? No, hmm. it was, like... Hang on. I, I'm just thinking maybe it was, like, a Clark Kent kind of thing. Maybe... 
Because, like, let me, let's see if I can find it. Okay. So this is the picture. Hmm. That says CEO of Almost Superhero Enterprises. <sighs> um, Please don't introduce another lame aspect of this gimmick. I really thought they were about to. Like, I actually expected to see her out here in a fucking suit today. I think she just wanted more pictures. Of her looking like a normal person? Yeah. <laughs> um, alright, so then, um... They walk off, and then we get Big E backstage. He, uh, he's just interrupted by Theory walking in, taking a selfie. Uh, then we get an interview from Mansoor. Um, he doesn't know what's going on with uh, Mustafa, and then Mustafa walks in. He's like, "You really don't understand. You're a waste of time. I try to help you survive. You want to go out and make friends and dance. You, know, you don't deserve to be here." Um, and then just starts railing into him, attacks him, throws him into the boxes, does the ground and pound on him, and uh. And yeah, he says he's nothing, and then Kevin Patrick runs back and he's like, So, how do you feel? <laughs> Fucking Kevin. God damn it. All right. Um, I'm mad about this, honestly. Because it's breaking up their tag team? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I get that they needed to find. Like, some direction for this team because they seemingly lost it. Yeah. But this might not be the most popular thing in the world, but why didn't they just turn Monsoor heel? Good of. They should have. Or they they should have turned. They should have kept them the way they were. Had them drafted to SmackDown, to have a match with the Usos for the title. It didn't work, and that's what turned Mustafa against Mansoor. I'm just I. It's a waste of a tag team that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt like they were being built up and being built up and being built up, and then it just dropped off. Like, the guy who was writing their story got fired last week or something. The intern got fired. God damn it, you poor intern. I'm so sorry, bud. Alright, and then finally we have Drew McIntyre and Piggy versus the Usos, which was a fine match, but the them turning on each other ruined it. Yeah, because we really had... We really had a chance at, like, can they coexist and they could. We really had a shot. First off, we had a can they coexist last week against Dolphin Root. Why do they need another can they coexist? And also, they booked themselves into a, into a corner. You can't have the champions lose. The the tag team champions lose because this is their this is their court. Um, you can't have Big E lose 
You can't have him get pinned because he's the champion. It you can't have Drew lose because he's the he was the big face of the company. He is former champion. He's the challenger. You can't. It wasn't smart. Have this was bad. Just have like. I don't know. I, I don't know. Have like her business. Have Cedric and Sheldon come in and be like, "What the fuck, guys?" Or have have Bobby come in. I don't know. Bobby's busy with Goldberg and his death threats, actually. So I don't know. Most the most self-aware thing that they could have done would have been like having Cedric and Shelton come in or something like that and be like, why the fuck are you challenging these two guys when you could challenge an actual tag team? They could have done that. So many things they could have done. Just not have the match, have the women's match be the main event? Yeah. On- honestly. And actually have, like, you know, had a women's match. Alright, well... Thus ends our recap. Stick around for our what? I wasn't done. Oh, you weren't. No. Oh. We oh. didn't talk about the match at all. We talked about how much we didn't like the match. Let's talk about the match. Well, I mean, we didn't talk about the ending. Hmm. Um, which was very specifically just um for no good reason. After Biggie hits the Uranagi onto, um, I believe Jimmy, um, or no, Jay, um, maybe Jimmy, who knows? Um, but after he hits the Uranagi onto one of the two, so, um, Drew pulled Biggie off the cover, which seems not smart. Because Drew wanted the pin. Drew was not even like he was be- busy being beaten up. I don't know. Anyways, that ends in um, Biggie and Drew fighting ringside. Drew's bleeding. Um, the Usos have a horrible flying out onto Drew and Biggie. Gets counted out one way or the other. It's just not a substantial match in any way. Yep. 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 So, thus ends the recap. You want to talk about the best of the night? So let's talk about promo of the night. Oh god, there were e- there are even any good promos. And if you have a question, you could also leave that in the chat, by the way. Yes. Leave your question in the chat. We'll get to it after the best of the night. Um if you're watching on YouTube, leave a question in the comments. We'll answer it in the next one. So my promo of the night is gonna be the Drew Biggie Usos bit in the beginning. agree with that that was fun um biggie said that the juices of the nectar drip down 
his chin onto his neck and between his nipples, so. Betwixt. Betwixt his nipples. That was great. Alright, you want to talk about Wrestler of the Night? Yeah. Xavier Woods. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> Not wrong. The only reason I put Woods over Ricochet was because Woods had some moments of like screaming about the, the crown and, and winning. And adds a lot more passion to the wrestling. Ricochet is very quiet. Yeah. I can understand that. All right. Oh, excuse me. All right, so match of the night. As always, we go from worst to the best. And then Liz will say if she agrees or not. I feel like she'll agree today. So, worst, 3 out of 10, Jeff Hardy versus Austin Theory. Once again, proving why they need to get rid of the 24-7 belt. Um, why they should stop disrespecting Jeff Hardy and why they should start actually giving a shit about wrestlers coming up from NXT and their gimmicks. Next up, 4 out of 10, Dewdrop versus Natalia. I, I, I don't know why he gives 4 out of 10. I don't know. I don't know. Probably more than it should have gotten. Yeah. Uh, and then next up, four out of ten. Sasha and Bianca versus Charlotte and Becky. This was such a mess. This was such a mess. It it enough of these matches, please. No more. Can they coexist matches? It sucks. These matches suck. I. Uh, I do not agree with you on that one. Then we had uh, 4 out of 10. Dana Baszler versus Tina Brooke. Only reason this is a 4, not a 0, is because Shayna need... The, I like that moment where Shayna need Dana in the face, and then the pin was cool. Um, Monsor versus Mustafa is set for Crown Jewel now. Figures. And Monster's gonna win because they need to have him win at Crown Jewel. I don't know. Yeah, maybe because they're probably gonna wrap up the story and move on as yeah. fast as they can. And, and because he... the intern's gone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, four out of ten. Mustafa Ali and Mansoor versus Cedric and Dalton. Why would Cedric and Mansoor? Oops. Um. Super short. It's super way way too short. Way 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 too short. Way too short. All right. Yeah. Next up, five out of ten. Jinder Mahal versus Kofi Kingston. Pretty decent. I mean, it's fine. Didn't like the outcome, but the match itself was just fine. Uh, next up, five out of ten. Riddle versus Omos. Yeah, it was a squash, but we got some good character moments with AJ and Omos. And I didn't expect them to have Riddle get squashed like that. Thought at least he would get in something. I kind of saw this coming. 
Um, next up, 6 out of 10, Big E and Drew McIntyre versus The Usos. Thought it was a very enjoyable match up until the end. Ending ruined it for sure. Um, then we have, oh, that's from Strong, uh, 8 out of 10, my pick for match of the night, Xavier Woods versus Ricochet. Extremely fun. Extremely, extremely fun. In my heart, my heart of hearts, I want to disagree with you. I like, I want to like find something that I'm like, nah, it's this one. It, 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 there's nothing. Oh, it, it was Dewdrop versus Natalia, obviously. Or it was the hidden match with, 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 uh, with Rhea versus, uh, uh, Dakota Kai. Bet you didn't Why catch that one. just gonna announce her? Imagine, you know, what's, you know what would, like, blow me away, I think? If... Dakota Kai is finally announced. But when she comes, she's got like purple hair. That would throw me for a fucking loop. They, they, they've been jobbing her out in all the dark matches to Aaliyah and like Xia Li. I just. That sucks. I want. I, the best place for her. Would be to come in to Raw and be managed by Eva Marie. Eva Marie says she has the next protege that she is going to mentor. She's going to manage and lead that person's Dakota Kai. Don't don't change her gimmick. You could by having her be like a super tough badass who's like more quiet this time. Yeah, but like, like, have her be managed by Eva Marie, not in the way that pipe uh, that Dewdrop was. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I I don't see Eva Marie playing a role that's like going to be helping anybody anytime soon. Yeah, but they're they have to throw her in somewhere. That's true. All right, so. Uh, running back promo of the night. Biggie, Drew, and Usos have nectar dripped down between their nipples, betwixt their nipples. Uh, wrestler of the night, Xavier Woods. Match of the night, Xavier Woods versus Ricochet. Alright, you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. So, Miriam asked... Uh, have you guys watched the WWE Netflix special Escaping the Undertaker? I think that's what it's called. I think that's what it's called, too. No, we have not watched it. We will. We are soon. going to, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably tomorrow. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it came out right before everything, like, the fan for us, as far as, like, you know, being sociable. Um, before my sister's wedding. Yeah. Um, I forgot we had the Friday Smackdown podcast. Um, Me too. I just want everyone to know that from here on out, I will be wearing wired earphones because my dumb ass left one of my AirPods 
in the hotel room. I want to, like, scream. Anyways, um, not the point. <laughs> but, no, we haven't watched it yet, but we want to watch it, so. Maybe we'll watch it tomorrow. Yes. Um. Can't be that long. I don't think so. It'll be fun though. I, I, I'm really. We'll have an update it. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Also, you didn't change the sign. <gasps> you you transferred into it way too fast. Oh yeah, blame me. I will. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's all the questions we have. Um, Liz, what do we have going on this week? Um. I'm on my fourth seltzer in like two hours. All right, so tomorrow we have our NXT post show. Wednesday we have. Why don't you like me? I am so tired. Wednesday. Love me. Wednesday we have our Battle of the Brands right after Dynamite. And then Friday we have our SmackDown post show. Do we. Oh! We are not doing a post show for Crown Jewel. We're not. Um, I what time is it? I don't know. Oh, it's in the afternoon. Like it's like early. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's at noon. Um No, we are so not. So unfortunately Elizabeth has um a job at noon. But you know what well, you know what the good thing is though? Time. We can watch Crown Jewel early on and then we can watch Impact. We don't have oh, to miss impact. palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, mean, you should like you should join me while I work in like the living room and we can watch it together. Maybe. Like two friends would. Maybe. All right. So do you want to close out the show? I think you just did my job for me. Well, yeah, you started talking about your seltzer. <laughs> Alright, so thank you for watching everybody. Follow and subscribe. Uh, our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. You can see all of our past episodes there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, check out the live show twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. Um, our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you tomorrow for our NXT post show. Let us know what you think about this new. Uh, this new flow we have going on let us know in the comments or the suggestion box down below if you're watching on twitch and yeah thank you all for watching we'll see you tomorrow have a great night